to Donna Martin Graduates, the podcast where we watch episodes of the original 90210 in order and tell you why Brandon wasn't the good guy. We still record at the Old Osh Hotel, which is right down the street from the Bellage, in a seedier part of Beverly Hills. And that's why I'm always so damn hungry. And I'm pretty sure I have ski. Gross. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. I'm your other host, Kelly. And the movie Xanadu is tragically underrated. This week's episode is Season 1, Episode 13, One Man and a Baby. And quick fact, along with Every Dream Has Its Price Tag, Donna does not appear in this episode whatsoever. Sad day. It is sad. I mean, we named a whole goddamn podcast after... Right? I mean, come on. I guess I go. Yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I mean, I know we've only been doing this for a couple days. I know. I know. Whatever. Um, so this episode starts with Brandon settling down next to a tree, eating his lunch alone. Loser. Hasn't he found friends yet? I mean, in last week's episode, two weeks ago episode, he was sitting with random people while his sister frolicked with Dylan. And now he's back to eating alone. Those are just fake friends. You know how high school is. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Anyway, um, from the other side of the tree, a girl starts singing, and not very well either. Brandon asks her if this is a public performance, and she tells him that she thought she was alone during lunch at school. He then says he hates eating lunch alone. Well, then why do you do it all the damn time, Brandon? Loser. They introduce themselves to each other. Her name is Melissa, and she likes wide headbands and baggy cardigans and off-key singing. That's her Tinder profile. (laughs) (laughs) She's flipping through a Harvard course catalog and reveals that she has an interview over the weekend. Then Brandon confesses that he won't graduate for another year because he's a junior. And he'll be that um, for a whole nother year. But that's neither here nor there. Melissa conveniently forgets a piece of paper, folded paper, uh, which Brandon unfolds and reads. Um, Brandon, that's none of your business, so maybe you should fold that back up and just give it back to her. You know, like the professor did with your copy of the test that you were planning on cheating with. He never learns. Nope. Later at Casa Walsh, Brenda and Kelly guess all five songs in a mix and trying to win a radio contest. I remember doing that. And Brandon interrupts their attempt so he can call Melissa. And when he explains what he's doing, Kelly and Brenda give him conflicting advice about how to ask for the date, but warn him that if she says she's babysitting, she's actually blowing him off. So he calls her and he asks her out for both Friday and Saturday night, and she tells him she's babysitting both of those nights. So he confronts her because, remember, he's the good guy. He's the protagonist. And tells her that if she doesn't want to go out with him, she should just say so. And then she relents and agrees to go out with him because that's what you do is barrage somebody into a date. That is how I got my sixth grade boyfriend, though. I just kept sending him (laughs) notes until he said yes. So Brandon picks her up at her house where he awkwardly leans against the door jam after knocking on the door. Um, Just stand up, dude. It's not that hard. And if you're tired, maybe you shouldn't go out on a date. Just stay home and rest. Yes. Melissa's mom answers, and they have a polite exchange, and Melissa asks her if she's sure that it's okay. And her mom tells her, just go out and have a good time. In the car, Melissa and Brandon joke about the tree they met under, and Melissa asks Brandon if he has heard anything about her. He hasn't. Uh Uh-oh. 
does this mean like she's a Republican? I mean, does Ugh. she hate hockey? What could her secret possibly be? I bet her secret's not deodorant. <laughs> Sponsored by Secret. Secret. Hashtag Donna Martin graduates. Oh, no. It's what is that? It's like the coupon code. But what is the word for it? Uh, whatever. Promo code? Promo code. Yes. We don't have anybody sponsoring us. So I don't know those words. <laughs> All right, so Brenda and Kelly are poised in front of a giant boombox, writing down the names of five songs again. It's a pretty big boombox. It is. Brenda calls in, and just as Brendan dials, Brenda, Brenda dials. They're using their name again. (laughs) Their couple name. Their couple name. Jim picks up the phone, too. And Jim and Cindy are playing Scrabble downstairs on a couch cushion with a perfectly good coffee table in front of them. Right? That was weird. Makes sense. But I do bet Cindy is winning because Jim's not so good with the words. Just being hairy. And we join Melissa and Brandon in the car where it is uncomfortably quiet. And Brandon catches Brenda's voice on the radio winning the contest. I bet that's a real bone or kill. Uh, and <laughs> it's the- my sister. <laughs> sister. And their prize? Skydiving lessons. Brenda, we learn, is afraid of heights. Hi, Brenda. Uh, it's okay. I just got sick on the Ferris wheel a couple weeks ago. Uh, because we were stopped at the top for far too long, and we had to go home, so I get it. <laughs> and the date is over, and Melissa and Brenda went to a movie. Melissa where... and Brenda? Damn it. <laughs> I'm not good at this. The date is over. Thank you for catching that. And no Melissa problem. and Brandon went to a movie. Hell, who knows? She dates all of his friends. Uh, where You know, a movie where you don't have to, like, talk to each other or interact or anything. So the perfect first date. Brandon is still chalking it up as a win, though. And Melissa invites him in so she can share her secret with him. Got a secret. Can you keep it? It's a little pretty little liar's callback. Gotcha. She opens the door to a nursery. Baby, not plants. You know, because the last one was where that photographer and Cindy hooked up. And tells Brandon she'd like to introduce him to someone. And it's a baby. Aww. And the baby is named Joey. And Brandon... Aww. Ever the insightful one. And the baby says, how you doing? How you doing? (laughs) And Brandon, the insightful one, says, oh, your baby brother? Deep sigh. Come on, Brandon. Melissa clarifies that Joey is her son. And Brandon is confused and must think about it. So he looks down. (laughs) And Cindy and Jim aren't keen on Brenda jumping out of an airplane. So she tries to convince them to allow her to claim her prize. Brandon comes home early because a baby's a real mood killer and asks to talk to Brenda upstairs. And Brenda also had no clue that Melissa had a baby or who Melissa was and naively asks if she plans on marrying the father. If she does, the date was probably not a good idea. Yeah, I that question was just like, <laughs> oh, Brenda, you're so Midwestern naive. Right. Oh, tisk tisk. The next day, Steve fills Brandon in on who and what led to baby Joey. Sex. (laughs) And they begin arguing about abortion. Steve surprisingly thinks that she should have just taken care of the problem. And Brandon thinks maybe the father should have paid more attention in sex ed. Isn't that great, though, that she lived in a time and a place where she had the choice? I digress. Steve's inspirational speech has convinced Brandon to ask Melissa out again. Melissa, meanwhile, has gotten a C- on a paper, and I'm pretty sure that that is not what Harvard is looking for. And some old friends stop her in the hallway and ask about Joey. Obviously, they are placating her, and the audience has shown 
the sacrifices that she makes being a teenage mother. Brandon is heading out for his second date with Melissa, and Brenda says, getting serious? Well, we all know how quickly Brenda loves to move in on a relationship, but Brandon corrects her and tells her that two dates is not serious. Brenda is sneaking out to go to her first skydiving lesson, and Kelly impatiently honks at her from the driveway. Brenda yells at her to hold up. Uh, I'm sorry, but she's outside in her car in the driveway through a closed door. Clearly, she heard that hold up. Clearly. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Kelly. Have you ever made a purchase online or stayed somewhere that you uh, saw online? I have. And have you ever left a review for any of those things? I have. Have you gone online and read any reviews before you've purchased or stayed somewhere? Yes, I have. Like the sugar-free gummy bears? Well, I didn't stay in sugar-free gummy bears, but yes, I've read those reviews quite a few times. Well, I read a review about a goat farm in California, and people left positive reviews, but there was a spider that crawled in my hair and a grasshopper in the shower with me, so I wish we never would have stayed there. Oh, bummer. So... Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring brother and sister Alex and Christine as they recap dramatic readings of one-star reviews written by real people with not-so-real problems, like the goat farm. Like the goat farm. Whether it's a bar's no-throw-up policy, a barista who's just too friendly, or a school psychologist's fashion sense, reviewers complain about it all. And so prepare for equal amounts of laughter and eye-rolling. Kind of like this podcast. Exactly. Each week, Alex and Christine cover topics ranging from strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans. I've been to a ghost tour in Vegas and a strip club in New Orleans. Does that count? Probably. Oh, perfect. Or DMVs in Phoenix. I have not done that. Nope. They nobly delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and other review sites to find you the best of the worst. Indeed. So listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast app. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach Too Sandy. Bye. Bye. And we're back. So Brenda doesn't do Will. I I don't know who Will is, but Brenda does not do him. She also doesn't do well at the first night of skydiving lessons until she notices how attractive the instructor is. Uh, First off, Dylan... Second, Kelly noticed him first. And you probably recognize him from One Life to Live. Actually, General Hospital. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. That's not what his IMDb said. Well, he was on General <laughs> Hospital, too. So. All right. Well, I recognized him as Deke from Creepshow 2, where he dies on a raft. Awesome. So it's all about context. Yeah. Uh, and Brendan, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Brandon has an extra guest on his date as Melissa's parents are out of town. He asks Melissa about how her parents feel about her having a baby. And she said they were supportive when she said she was going to keep it. And because that's what parents do, they support their children. So that's what your parents do for you, Brandon. Right. Even though you're a giant asshole. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, When he asks why she decided to keep him, Melissa tells Brandon that she felt like she needed to take responsibility for her actions. It is a human being. It's not like a bad person perm you decided to get so but you know whatever and then joey dumps his baby food on the floor and maybe that's because he sat there and tossed his bowl around for like five minutes and no one did any goddamn thing about it like who just lets the kid with the baby food just slam it it, willy-nilly 
I mean, that kid was a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, I guess. Also, you know how I know she's not actually a real mom because she has long hair, like super long hair. And we all know that when your baby is about that age where they can grab at things, you chop all that crap off because that's all that they do. So you're not wrong. (laughs) Brandon heads home exhausted from the 15 minutes that he spent watching Melissa take care of the baby. And he finally enlightens his parents. Obviously, they are taken aback when Brandon and Brandon furrows his brow and tells Cindy, Melissa's parents don't have a problem with it. I don't see why you should. (sighs) Wow, what an attitude. (laughs) (laughs) And Cindy says she doesn't. First off, uh, here goes Brandon self-righteously telling adults how they should be. And secondly, you are um, their 16-year-old son dating a girl with a baby. They are entitled to have rights and opinions about this. Who was just chastising his parents? It's like, I really like Melissa, but if I never see that kid again, it will be too soon. First off, um, he's a baby. Being a baby. Somebody else is being a baby too, Brandon. Right. Secondly, assume they're a package deal. I feel like I could write a whole book about how Brandon is a failure of a protagonist and a liberal. Even worse as a liberal. Even worse. (laughs) The next morning, Brandon is awoken early by Melissa, whose sitter has canceled, and she has her Harvard interview. And instead of calling, she just stops by with baby Joey and a diaper bag. And instead of asking, when Brandon asks out loud what she's going to do, she hands the baby to Brandon and provides instructions. Then she thanks him as if he volunteered to do her a favor. And the bassinet is packed with 22 diapers. I counted them. 22. Is the Harvard (laughs) interview at Harvard? I mean... Why does he need 22 diapers? And Jim and Cindy have what I'm assuming is a breakfast appointment with a client. So they recommend Brandon ask for Brenda's help. And as if on cue, Brenda comes bounding down the stairs. And then a hawk comes from outside. And Brenda once again yells through a closed door that she's coming. Also, the bracelet Brandon has on in the scene reminds me distinctly of the best friend bracelet Joey gives Chandler on Friends. Bracelet buddies! Bracelet buddies! Steve comes over to watch the Lakers game and says they can handle babysitting, and their attempt at changing a diaper says otherwise. There are no words. Brenda and Kelly vie for the attention of Dawn, the skydiving instructor. And again, don't you have a boyfriend, Brenda? She fantasizes that she is a paratrooper for the Allied Army during World War II. Um, okay. That seems like a stretch, but okay. And Kelly tells Paul that Brenda, uh-uh, his name is Don, not Paul. Paul oh, this is son a of real a bitch. <laughs> Thought I got all those. I was like, why are you saying nah? Because it's Brenda? Oh, nope. <laughs> now I see. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kelly tells Don that Brenda will be fine and rubs his bicep. Sexual harassment goes both ways, Kelly. Brandon and Steve have figured out the diaper situation and settle down to watch the Lakers game. However, the cable is out, so Steve goes home. Melissa returns and yells at Brandon for feeding Joey ice cream, and she tells him that he is irresponsible, despite getting pregnant and then leaving a baby on the couch. Unattended, <laughs> yes. <sighs> She says that the interview went poorly because the interviewer thought that she couldn't handle Harvard and a baby. To be fair, she left the baby on the couch unattended. Maybe Harvard is a bit of a stretch. Maybe. Okay, so she leaves. 
And Brandon's like, oh, crap, how do I make this up to her? So he heads to her house carrying a rattle bouquet to try to cheer her up. And her parents are back, so she suggests that they should go for a drive. And Brandon tries to talk about Joey, and Melissa asks if they can avoid the baby talk. And Nat like, like, don't talk about the baby. (laughs) She then asks him to take a turn down an unknown road. Be careful, Brandon. She might murder you. Murder. Murder. Meanwhile, Kelly and Brenda are 12,000 feet in the air, and they fight in the doorway of the plane over who will jump first and who gets to stay with Dawn. See? Got it right there. Mm -hmm. Before knocking each other into the air, and down they go, screaming awkwardly the whole way. (laughs) Suddenly, it's night, and Melissa doesn't seem to care that her mother told her that both her parents had to work that night. So she tells Brandon to pull over and suggest they get lost together. Hopefully this time she remembers uh, protection. Yeah. He reminds her that she's got Joey at home. Mood killer. And she says, yeah, she says she'd like to be a teenage girl for once. I think she was that once. Once. And that's why she's running into this problem. Uh, Brenda confesses to her parents that she went skydiving and loved it. And they don't punish her, even though she went against their directives. No wonder neither of your children actually listen to what you say, Walsh's. <laughs> and I don't want to make it seem like we're shaming this teenage girl for having a baby out of wedlock because good for her for stepping up. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, some of this dialogue, like, mm-hmm. yeah, listen to yourself because you had a baby and now you get to be a mother. That's yep. kind of what happens. So It is. <sighs> So Melissa stops over with all of her baby supplies and seemingly no baby. Um, Where's baby Joey? He's out in the yard <laughs> hitting on people. We walk by. How you doing? How you, doing? you got a sandwich? <laughs> um, she tells Brandon that she didn't know where else to go. She had stayed out too late, causing her mother to miss work, and they got in a huge fight. Brandon offers to take Joey for a few days, and Melissa says that she is thinking just about giving him up. He then tells her how hard he has always thought parenting would be, and then he's, but then he spent a couple hours with Joey, and he realizes how amazing it is. A couple of hours. Insert eye roll here. Cindy comes in, and because she's the only one with any sense at all, so she has a heart-to-heart with Melissa about parenting, and Melissa decides to keep the baby. Brandon sees Melissa at school several days later, and she reveals that she's worked out an alternate schedule so that she can take care of Joey and attend school, and she's waiting on Harvard. Brandon asks her out on a date with Joey, and she turns him down, saying that she needs to spend some time alone with her son. And then we realize that we will never see her again. The end. The end. Not going to lie. These Brandon-centric episodes in the first season kind of were lame. A little bit. So the issue of the week, um, is it that... 90210 doesn't really understand the beliefs of Democrats and Republicans. No. Or just teen pregnancy. Oh. Okay. Whenever we say teenage something, I always think of Heathers and teenage teenage suicide. suicide. Just don't do it. Don't do it. I loved her use of the word. What did she say? Myriad. Myriad, yes. It was a myriad. Yes, a myriad of problems. Of problems. Myriad. Was such a good movie. It is such a great movie. It's a classic. I felt like I needed a color theme after I watched that movie. 
Was I going to be red or green or yellow or blue? So many, so blue many decisions. Blue is my signature color. Pink is my signature color. <laughs> Blush and bashful. Blush and bashful. Uh, purple just, is my color. I bought that movie last week. Steel Magnolias yeah. or Heather's? Steel Magnolias because it was four ninety nine on iTunes. They've been having some good movie deals lately. I don't know. I just have to keep buying movies for this podcast that end up being on Netflix the following week. So, yes, I bought um, Amazon as well. Um, let's see. So iTunes, I got Gone with the Wind and Steel Magnolias. Some very southern movies. And then on Amazon, I bought Scrooged oh. and You've Got Mail. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Movies that, for some reason, I didn't own until now. I don't really own any movies anymore. I gave a whole bunch of them away. Well, I only buy them, like, I don't buy them unless they're, like, streaming, and they have to be $5. <laughs> I have limits. <laughs> this movie is the highest caliber of movie. I enjoyed it very much, but I will not pay more than four ninety nine for it. I have limits. This podcast isn't making that much money. Eleven dollars. We made eleven dollars. When we split that, it's five fifty. That's a whole movie for you. It is. It's a whole movie for me. I'm so excited. Um, and we get to finally add to the oh, Brandon's, Brandon's side girlfriend. Of the board. Yes. Well, when, I mean, to be fair, when we did the whole when we when when uh, we posted that. Um, picture on Instagram of like who was your favorite girlfriend of Brandon's there was nine options and I had to leave quite a few people out. So even though he hasn't had a girlfriend for like 11 episodes, he makes up for it. <laughs> Everybody else. I'm like, mm, I can't fit all nine. And Brandon, I'm like, Oh good God. Who do I pick? That's all right. The point is you made it work. I did. Uh, anything you'd like to share with the class this week? Um, I did not go see any movies or anything like that. Aww. So I know it's hell being poor. Um, I did. What did I tell you? Oh, I listened to the Beach to Sandy Water to Wet podcast. And which is fair since, you yeah. know, their ad is in the middle of our podcast. Whatever. But uh, it is, as we say in our advertisement, it is a uh, podcast where a brother and sister team read out one-star reviews about uh, specific places. So what they do is they take a topic each week, and then they have to find, so like uh, hotels in Topeka, Kansas, and then they have to find a one-star review, and then they read it out very melodramatically. But it's not just any one-star review. It's it's not like a deserved one-star. It's like people who are being ridiculous about their one-stars. So, And it is hilarious. Um I told you about the one where they were talking about tattoo shops mm -hmm. and they read the, the one where a woman went to one to have her privates pierced and had it done by a man and said that the man didn't, she didn't feel any effect from it. Uh, so she went to see a female piercer and that and the female piercer told her that the man had pierced it all wrong, but she kept referring to a certain part of the female anatomy as her pearl. So... <laughs> <laughs> And now I will never, ever, ever be able to buy a pearl necklace. There's a song called that, isn't there? Uh, probably. But it's probably the dirty version that I once had a 
when I was in my teenage years, I had a guy ask if he could give me one. And I was like, I don't really like jewelry. And I had no idea what he meant. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I, I was like Brenda, except I had better bangs. What about you? Um, well, I already told you that I bought some movies. Oh, yeah, we already did you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been listening to a new podcast. It's not a new podcast. It has a lot of episodes, but it's new to me. Um, it's called Hollywood Crime Scene. Oh, nice. What's it about? Hollywood Crime Scene. Oh, well, they gave it away right there in the title. <laughs> um. <laughs> They they it's talk called about, burying the lead. <laughs> they talk about different um episodes, different um Hollywood murders and different um, murder. Um, like their one hundredth episode was called um uh, celebrity vehicular homicide. So it was about celebrities that killed people in car accidents. Oh, like Brandy and uh, Matthew Broderick, Catlin, Catlin, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, like kind of like that type stuff. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um. Yeah, so they talk about different things. They have an episode that's about Selena, um, an episode that's about um, oh oh they're do also doing um, something movie versus reality. They're doing a little series. Um, uh, they started for Halloween, so their first episode is the so stepfather. they're copying off of us. <laughs> I don't know if they're copying. I think they are. Well, we're doing we're doing a good thing. Anyway, I'm not listening to that podcast now because they're copying sons of bitches. <laughs> anyway, so that's my recommend. All right. Well, great. Don't listen to that podcast, though, because we have our own version, which is actually much, much better. We have yes. one episode. You will really enjoy it. <laughs> Calm down. It'll be OK. Why, why there we- are enough true crimes for everyone. Why do I feel like we quote Taylor Swift's you need to calm down every week now? <laughs> We're going to have to start giving her royalties. Yeah, she's Taylor already. Swift, would you like to be on this episode? Or no, just this podcast. Just this podcast. She's probably way too young to have watched 90210. Maybe. I don't know. I think she likes Grey's Anatomy. She and, does. Um, and SVU. She named her cats after him. Yep. We'll have yep. To, I'll yep. tweet her and I'll ask her. Okay. And then I'll ask her if she wants to be a guest. So if you're not listening already, you should wait for that and probably keep waiting. But you never know. It could happen. It could happen. And don't you want to say you were in on the ground floor? <laughs> <laughs> I knew those girls before they hit it big. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're very creaky today. All right. So um, you know where to find us. We are at, on Instagram at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast. We are on um Tinder at <laughs> Oh, Tinder. No, we are not a t- we are on Twitter. Twitter. At graduates Donna. What's our email address? Our email address is Donna Martin Graduates Podcast at gmail.com. And what about our Facebook? At Donna Martin Graduates. Perfect. Yay. All right. So um yeah. Join us next time where we go for episode fourteen, the slumber party. Yes. <laughs> Try to sound more thrilled. <laughs> it's one of the best episodes. It is. It's a good episode. Anywho, that's all for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.